All right, everybody. It is a Friday. That means it is another episode of our Locked On Road Trip. This time we are headed to Tampa Bay to talk with our good friend, Mr. Adam Denker of Locked On Lightning. How's his offseason going? And he's going to fill us in on how much they are going to miss the one Ross Colton. New episode of Locked On Avalanche coming at you. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. And joining us from the Locked On Lightning podcast, Mr. Adam Denker, Denky, do you want to let the dogs out? Because we haven't been able to do that since we uh, turned over our Thursday slot over on Lockdown NHL. Feel free. Feel free. A, cer- a ceremonious uh, dog, uh, a, a, dog a bark? ceremonious hootie hoo. You could let that out. Uh, there you go. All right. So, yeah, it's Friday. It's uh, our crossovers that we're going to be doing throughout the summer. Um, we figured we'd get Denker in here now because for multitude of reasons. See where the lightning are headed. Are you happy with where they're headed? How there's how's their offseason going, and what's the expectations for next year? Um, but before we do all that, we have to thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Follow our show on our social media outlets, LOP and underscore avalanche on Twitter, locked on avalanche Instagram, locked on avalanche at gmail.com, and of course YouTube and Denker, where can they follow you, sir? Uh, they can follow the show at L underscore lightning on Twitter, locked on underscore lightning on Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter at Danky Dank, as well as on the new threads. Yes. So, yeah. The threads is, is solid. I'm liking the threads. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's nice. It's nice. Yeah. It's got some work to do, but it, it'll yeah. get there sooner or later. So, all right. <clears throat> Where we're going to start, obviously, is uh, we're, we're both of these teams got together a couple weeks ago and made a nice little deal. The Ross Colton deal that sent him from Tampa Bay to Colorado. Um, th- th- this was basically they didn't think they were going to sign him. Clearly, right? Like, what? What? Why? Like, there's is it just the Lightning are in such cap hell that there was just no possible way for them to get him under contract, and they were at the crossroads of like we have to get something. Well, it was kind of weird, Chris. How? after the playoffs ended for the lightning, the state of mind in Tampa was all right. If Kalorn walks, at least we could sort of make out some sort of deal with Colton. And then it, as we got closer to the draft, I I think it started to hit that we're probably not going to resign Kalorn and we're definitely not going to be able to trade his rights away in time for the draft. So looking at Colton, he's probably going to want a little bit more, even though he is under team control. Um, this is a guy who is only two years away from being a Stanley Cup hero, so he's probably going to definitely factor that into his negotiation. And right now, the Lightning can't even afford to keep the lights on in Amelie. Let's be honest here. <laughs> uh, and so yeah. that coupled with the fact that they have no draft stock, I think this was a smart yeah. decision by the Lightning, at least capitalize on on a player who – Still very early on in his career, a player who had a little bit of a down year this past year, but has the potential to be a 30-goal scorer and 
they found a good trade partner with you guys in Colorado. So I think, you know, right off the bat, I'm going to say Ross is going to be very good for you guys out in Colorado. What's, and, what's his, go ahead, Kyle. Go ahead. Yeah, and I was I was curious because the way you're summarizing the mindset of the Lightning just removed from the cup, and we all know what happened last year with Toronto. How does that feel to go through like almost like a fire sale? Like you said, they can't even keep the lights on because of the cap. In this position, what kind of optimism do you even have? Like you're having to package away Ross Colton. And he was he was scrappy in that series against the Colorado Avalanche. Like he's yeah. one of those that we mentioned the everydayers that were listening to when we talked about when Ross Colton came in. He was one of those once those top lines went off the ice, Colton's very noticeable. Mm. Is do you not see his Tampa Bay building around a Ross Colton? And what does that mean for you guys going forward if you can't retain him and you're waiting on guys to like walk out the door just to put a team together? Well, really, it, it wasn't that we didn't want him back. Um, he he's definitely a very talented player. Uh, he he's one of those players where he does have the potential to score quite a bit. And when it's not so much working out for him in terms of collecting points, he can be that guy that, like you said, go out there, be noticeable, be physical. And it, it I think it was just more of a situation where the lightning just waited too long for the it, it, we can call it a fire sale if you want. But this is really something that I've been telling everybody on my show, at least for the last couple of years since they won in the bubble that we knew that the the cap was only going to get more and more constricting as the, the next couple of seasons were coming on at that point. And the Lightning needed to make some decisions. They re-signed Braden Point. They re-signed Anthony Sorelli. They, they re-signed Nick Paul, Mikhail Sergachev, all these other guys that were due contracts that did very good jobs. Not to say that Ross Colton was undeserving of a big-time contract, but at the end of the day, unfortunately, he was just the odd man out. Mm -hmm. Um it's just one of those things where I think also the lightning kind of letting go of Kalorn and, and other players like Jan Ruda that like they did last year, in my opinion. And I mean, if you guys, we could get into this of probably won't have enough time, but they waited way too long to do this. Honestly, this, these were moves that should have been done after the bubble. You know, I get it. You want to run it back and win another cup, which they did. Mm -hmm. And then the third year, Oh, let's try and go for the three peat. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. We fell to you guys. But yeah, it, to summarize it, it was just Ross Colton just being the odd man out. I mean, when, when you look at the cast of guys that are ahead of him on these lines, coupled with, unfortunately, the, the season that he really at certain times was just completely a mystery and just not out there for the lightning in terms of making an impact. He was just the odd man out. And you know what? I, I fully expect him to bounce back in Colorado and, and really big a big be a big time player for you guys what, what kind of you know what, kind of let the as fans know like what, what they're getting in him what, what can we expect him to excel at and where where does he need improvement you're gonna get a scrappy guy who's not gonna be afraid to to go out there play physical you know he has a medium-sized build he's still kind of getting bigger though which is obviously a good sign he's a hard worker uh, he's one of those guys where he's not afraid to drop his gloves I mean you'll see him fight quite a bit he didn't need to really do that as often with the lightning because he had a guy like Pat Maroon backing him up a guy like Corey Perry packing him up 
Uh, so he didn't really need to do that. But if the situation calls for it, he'll 100% drop his gloves and throw hands if he needs to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when he's rolling in all cylinders, when he's shooting, uh, he's one of the best offensive players out there. You know, he may not have been able to get enough opportunities out there and didn't really need to shoot that much when he was with the Lightning because of all the names that he had on his team. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of, if you see Bednar kind of say, hey, you know what, shoot as much as you can. Because he could do that. He has this funky little wrister. I'm sure you guys noticed it in the final last year where he kind of shoots off the opposite leg. And sometimes that throws goaltenders off. So, you know, that's something that he's also got in his back pocket. So really to summarize it, you have a guy who really has the potential to be a Swiss Army knife for you out there. Hmm. All right. Yeah, and, um, and, and seeing his skill set, where he's kind of projected is that third line. Yeah. He's bouncing around that third line and being kind of that sneaky, prolific shooter, adding to the third line. I, th- I feel like he's getting kind of forgotten about with the Miles Wood move and the Ryan Johansson move, but he stood out in that final. And do you really think he could possibly shift up in the lineup because of that production with that team around him? Because we talk about it on the show all the time the avalanche effect of bringing in players and kind of ascending their talent. Is he potentially capable of coming up to a second line to help? I think he is. I mean, he's guys, we got to remember he's two seasons removed from scoring 22 goals. And I fully believe if maybe things were a little bit different structural wise around that lightning team, he could have a hundred percent hit the 30 goal mark. I think he was early on, at certain points when he shot because he shoot he scores in bunches. So he's one of those guys where he could you you could look at his stats on on game 82 and he has a sneaky 30 <clears throat> points, 50 uh sorry, 30 goals and 50 points for you. So yeah, he has that potential. It's just I think his only downside really when it comes to him is that Unfortunately, he wears his heart on his sleeve, and you could see it on the ice. And that's probably one of the issues that he kind of loses his composure, not to the point to where he's going to draw stupid penalties, but to where mostly the point where he's going to be too hard on himself. And maybe he'll kind of get into his cocoon and get into his head and maybe not shoot as often as you would like to see him. He's, he's on the right he, team. He's, <laughs> he's Will Ferrell in old school. We got to keep a composure. Um, the, the last thing we'll talk about him is – they have not signed him yet to a contract. They have a arbitration date, a time frame set in the next couple of weeks. Could likely get done before that even gets to arbitration. But when he was still on Tampa Bay and they were still, I'm assuming, you know, the, the, that period of time where they were trying to get something done for him, I'm assuming there was a period of time where that was happening. Yeah. What was getting thrown around in terms of a value for him? Uh, not so much for for term, but just more a dollar amount. What what was was there anything getting thrown around? Like if we're going to sign him, it's going to be in this range. I think would, I mean, there were some stories going around. I mean, you didn't really hear much about dollar amount, Chris. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was more so the the general feeling around the club was that he just wanted to stay, and if that meant taking a little pay cut. Um, I think the the number that was being talked about in terms of term was about three years 
So it was more so he just wanted to stay. And, and you know, that's also a good measuring stick, too, because you, you don't know what this team's going to be like in three years. You know, the yeah. Stamkos is up next year. Um, Kucherov the year after, you know, obviously at least one of those guys is going to stay in Tampa. I, I'm sure we could all guess which one more likely. But I, I, I think that he just wanted to stay here and also, also because, you know, the organization viewed him as a future leader. I even had multiple conversations on my podcast. And just from, I actually had the pleasure of talking to him right after, after they won on the repeat. And, you know, he, he loved being in Tampa. You know, this is a guy from Jersey who, who played college hockey in Vermont. So, you know, it's a whole different environment than really what you're used to. And, you know, he really, fell snug into that system and the guys loved him. Everybody loved him. And I think that they kind of looked down towards the road, you know, past the time of the Stamkos and, 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 and Hedman and kind of looked at him as kind of like one of those cornerstone guys with point and Kucherov to start a new hmm. uh, dynasty. If you wanted to call it that. Wow. Okay. So we'll see where it heads with uh, the abs. It's, you know, like I said, not signed yet, but, a lot of those get done before it even gets to arbitration and, and the number thrown around in in these circles is somewhere in the three to 4 million range AAV. So um, we'll see how that all goes down. Uh, we'll focus a little bit more on this off season for Tampa Bay. It's, it's been an interesting one for them. Uh, is this, you know, you always hear that window is the, is the window closing for the, Tampa Bay Lightning. We'll talk about that next. But first, we're going to talk about <clears throat> AG1. And we gave AG1 a try. I know Kyle and I did. I don't know if you did, Denker. I'm assuming yeah. that you did, too. Uh, I, I, I am older than both of you guys, and I am ashamed to admit that. Uh, but I had to give AG try, AG1 a try, and I use it in the morning. Every morning, it's part of my daily routine. Actually, I, I make that shaker and I bring it with me in the car on my way to work. And that's when I drink my AG1. And it just starts my day off right. I did honestly have like some just gut issues. I wasn't feeling that great in the morning um, after eating some breakfast, getting to work. And I just didn't feel right. So I'm like, AG1 came along at the perfect time. Tried it. It's helped. It's genuinely helped. So uh, you, when you drink this stuff, you're getting 75 high quality vitamins and minerals and they, they're key nutrient, excuse me, key nutrients. There we go. There's that word. Uh, and they support your energy, your focus, your strength, and your clarity. And if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplementary routine, then you have got to give AG1 a try and you'll get a free year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase, all you do is go to drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. That's AG1. That's the number one dot com slash NHL Network. Try it out. You'll thank us later. And so will your gut. All right, sir. Uh, this offseason for the Lightning. It's been interesting. Yeah, I, <laughs> your, your social media was uh, kind of funny because anytime a move was made, you would pipe up and say like, oh, does this mean that we can finally sign this player? Most of the time it was Alex Glorn yeah. or some, you know, you'd throw someone in there like, when are the Lightning going to do something? But their hands were kind of tied. Like you saw this coming, right? 
I mean, Lightning fans saw saw the writing on the wall for this offseason going to be a difficult one. And right now you're not cap compliant. Uh, how is so, so your work's not done now. What's going on here and how is this all going to end up for, for the Lightning by the time the next season starts? Well, yeah, I, uh, let's take a step back and just call it what it was. Everybody saw this coming. I saw this coming three years ago. And I was screaming and yelling, saying, we need to trade Kalorn. We need to trade Tyler Johnson ASAP. We need to get rid of these, both these guys. You know, the one move that I obviously liked, actually the two moves was Nick Paul and bringing Brandon Hagel in as well. Mm -hmm. Giving Nick Paul a huge extension, kind of premature, but I think in the end it's going to work out as a, as pretty much a sweetheart deal given that's, that's on the expectation that the cap continues to grow. Right, Chris and yeah. Kyle, but right now, yeah. yeah, they they they've been putting themselves very dangerously to the cap, and like you said, three million in the red, three million plus in the red, almost four, uh, yeah, four, almost four. But yeah. let me ask you this, man, because you you said you saw this coming, and I remember you talking about this yeah. uh, when we were doing our our NHL show for a while. Um, it, I mean, can you look back on it and say like, okay, yeah, we saw this coming, but it was worth it. We got two Stanley Cups out of the deal. Or do you feel like they should have went about it a different way and said, even though we saw this coming, uh, they should have kind of prepared for it a little bit better while still trying to go get those two Cups? Well, I, I look – this is all hindsight. Now, obviously, sure at that is, point right. in time, we – as much as I was very much on the let's try and move Alex Kalorn because he's making $4.5 million a year, um, it, it's just one of those things where you needed him. It was one of those things where it's like, what, who's going to be the substitute? You kind of look at it that way. Mm-hmm. And it's a little bit more difficult now to kind of navigate yourself out of this. And a lot of it, not a lot of it, but I think a big percentage of it really has to do. And I kind of had this epiphany today while I was recording my show was the Tanner Janot trade. I mean, we gave up way too much for him. I mean, I said it on my my show today. This guy's gonna have to score forty goals and tally a hundred points for it, that trade to look like it was a steal. Right. And I think that what Julian Reeswas did wrong with that, obviously giving up pretty much everything we had left in the barrel to shoot, was some sort of leverage leverage to get a deal done. Because if you look at right now, you know, like I we said before, Alex Corn leaving to go to Anaheim for nothing and lightning are just standing here twiddling their thumbs they could have made a deal with one of those picks that they traded away Hmm. um even going back if we're not talking trades you look at last year more recently nick paul yes you bring him in he's phenomenal lights the world on fire lightning uh you know don't get to the stanley cup final without him we could all agree with that but then they get immediately give him an eight million eight year deal which hmm. right now we all knew, yeah, he deserves it. But it's like, what are you doing? We got nothing to play with next year. Uh, you're going to have to – John Cooper at this point is going to have to be a player coach in order for them to feel the full <laughs> team. So, it, yeah, I could say that, yeah, I was right. But at the same time, I mean, there was signs. There was obvious signs. I know I wasn't the only one that saw this, Chris. Right. Uh, I, I just think that they kind of mismanaged themselves. I think they just got too caught up in the moment of 
rewarding their players and now they're literally and figuratively paying for it. And and going into this offseason, yeah. As Chris mentioned, you are almost four over the cap. You are now the answer to a trivia question on who was the team Toronto beat to get to the second round. And now <laughs> there's a little bit of a power shift in the state of Florida when it comes to the big, strong, sexy team because the Panthers were just in the Stanley Cup. Where do the Tampa Bay Lightning go from here? We know that you saw this for years, but where does the Tampa Bay Lightning, what's the next step to return to that big dominant force? Because they have a good defensive core where they can do it and build around. Yeah. But where do they get back to back to form? Well, I think it's really what it comes down to and and it, it is the team coming together. I mean, you they did add all of these these good parts. Connor Sherry, which I thought was a phenomenal signing. I that really took me by surprise. I don't, couldn't believe that they don't go him. there. And I, I was wanting him, so <laughs> Kyle knows. Kyle knows. Well, let's talk about it. I mean, if you no. got Sherry, do you get Colton? Yeah, I mean, what what they sign Sherry for? The three? Yeah, three million. Uh, yeah, he he could because how it's going down for the Avalanche is they're gonna they got to get Colton done, they have to get Ben Myers done, and they still need maybe like one more forward, right? And they will probably have two to three, maybe a little bit more than three to do that with. You could have dealt with them, you know what I mean? Three, if you gave him three, you you would be pushing it. Um, kind of going up against the cap, not knowing what you have to pay Colton. It was doable in my eyes. It was definitely doable. Um, and I don't think they wanted to go down there not having Colton signed yet. Like they'll they'll make a move after Colton's done, after Myers is done. And then all they have to do is sign that last guy. They know exactly what they have in money. And I don't yeah. think they wanted to do the opposite. So they they didn't go after someone like Sherry, who I think would have been perfect on this team perfect and i hate you for taking him because (laughs) you're gonna love the guy and yeah he's gonna you're gonna look like like that that was a good signing for them that's kind of what they need to do is is get guys like that um that aren't gonna really gonna break the bank which is tough to say for tampa bay right now because it seems like everything is breaking the bank for them well let's be fair guys i mean we needed a win after, and you could date back to last summer, signing Philippe Myers, signing Hayden Fleury to these contracts where these guys, I think, combined for maybe 10 games. And then trading the farm away pretty much for, for Tanner Janot. Uh, Julian Brees' boss is either owed someone a favor or or just, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe... <laughs> Maybe Steve Yeiserman said, maybe make this look like more of your team instead of mine. <clears throat> and but yeah, I, I it was a no-brainer. It was it was probably the first time in a while. I mean, we could go back and say really Corey Perry, but where they got it right hundred percent on paper. Obviously, mm-hmm. if he comes in and lays an egg, that's a totally different story. But and and I just want to backtrack real quick Kyle something you said that caught my eye and I know Chris probably knows where I'm going with this but we're not the sexy team in Florida anymore I mean did, did Armando Velez put you up to that question because <laughs> <No, I've, laughs> I, I will say this I will say that right now the Panthers are the hot team yeah right? what they did was phenomenal I was even rooting for them when they were going all when they were making that run and 
it, it's just one of those things now, and I know Florida Panther fans, if they're watching this, are going to kill me for it, but prove to me you could do it again. Yeah. Um, but this team, the Lightning, they always find a way to win. Calvin DeHaan, I thought, was a great signing as well. Even though I think that he is going to be one of the anchors on that back line, I still think that there's work to be done. Um, the Lightning are going to need to find another defenseman to split time with Zach Bogosian because he is not an 82-game defenseman. Uh, he will be lucky if we get close to 70 games out of him this year. Let me and, ask you this. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and we know Vasilevsky is all world, right? He is consistently, you know, one of the top two goalies in the league year in and year out. Like he, he is, the, the, you know, those the type of goalie that you want in a crunch situation that you know, like that position is solid, rock solid, yeah. right? However, the 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 contract for him, you know, it, it's it's nine point five million, right? That he's making, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which fine if a guy is deserving of it, it it's that but it's him but you've seen this a lot lately in the nhl of when you give goalies top dollar that really like it a lot of times doesn't play out well. it has for tampa bay because they got a couple uh cups with him but now we're past that right and and is that contract going to be a problem for them or is it already? Because you, you look at the top goalies in the league and what they make, and I think more top 10 goalies missed the playoffs than made the playoffs last year. So I don't know. Like I, I'm kind of falling into line with how the Avalanche are handling like their goalie situation right now. It's kind of like flying by the seat of their pants. We'll, we'll bring a guy in and kind of just – you put a great defense in front of him, put a great team in front of him, and he just has to perform admirably. And they definitely got that last year with Georgiev. So, and now, you know, that's looking like a, a, a solid contract. And they, like, I can't picture the Avalanche paying a goalie $10 million, $9 million, $8 million. Like, I don't know when they would ever do that because I don't think we're going down this road anymore of, of making goalies a priority in terms of, throwing that much money at them and when you do that it just seems like the you know the writings on the wall for it's like it doesn't automatically you know it it, it translates yeah. into good play mm -hmm. but the rest of your team like you put a lot of money into that one position where you got to spread it around in the other positions so is oh. it is it kind of like it are we getting to the point for with tampa bay where it's starting to maybe like Bite them in the butt. The the how many years does he have left on that deal? He 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 has a few more years. He'll be thirty three when the yeah. contract's over. So five more years on it. So I, am I at the tipping point of it where it's like not like the Bobrovsky contract? Yeah, everybody looks. You know they 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 made out last year. Congratulations! Yeah. But come on, year year in and year out, everyone's looking at that contract and be like, that's a terrible contract. Well, you got to remember, Chris, when this was signed, like we weren't really in the transition of going from that single goalie system mm -hmm. to the two headed monsters that most teams have now. Um, this was just a one goal tender type of league. And, you know, you had a guy who could very well win the Vezina every single year. Um, and, you know, it last year was like, 
an uncharacteristically bad season for him for obvious reasons. The amount of games that they've played, we don't need to get into that. We all know that the whole story there. Yeah. I think that the next couple of years will be very telling. Um, but as we know with all goaltenders, it's not always their fault. I get what you're saying. And it, it's a double-edged sword really because it's, yeah, we're putting all this money into a goaltender who is on his best day, the best on the planet. Yeah. But you're putting a somewhat of an average defense in front of him. And that's going to be the tricky thing where mm. I think that, and that was what I was trying to get to with Calvin DeHaan and, and Zach Bogosian was that, is that I think this Tampa team is good enough with their forward lines to, to escape by, especially the, the fourth line. Um, but I think the thing that's really going to stand out for them and, and could very well at some points during the season really be their downfall is that third line. And that's what the Lightning have had, though, when they've been successful, is that they've been very stable from top to bottom on their defensive lines. Now, if they could do that, and because as we all know, Vasilevsky, all he needs is average defense in front of him, and he'll yeah. do the rest. So I think that's what the Lightning are looking at. Um, let's just surround him with this this depth defensively. Um, I think that was the mindset last year. And, of course, like I said, it didn't work out. Philippe Myers and Hayden Fleury, they were just complete train wrecks out there. Um, but they do have Taylor Radish waiting in the wings. Now it's just all a matter of kind of just getting him to the NHL level and being able to afford him. So that's really what it comes down to. I think we're going to see in the next couple of weeks – um, just the lightning buying out, terminating contracts, uh, making room for, for players. We're not going to see any big signings. I don't think Eric Carlson's coming to Tampa Bay anytime <laughs> no. soon. <laughs> but I think that we are going to see um, a lot more changes, and you're going to see a, a way better Vasilevsky this year. And that $9 million is, I think, as we get further on in the season, I think we're going to see that $9 million is almost as a steal. Uh, dare I say so? Maybe I'll eat those words, or maybe I will bask yeah. in the glory yeah. of victory. <laughs> you will, you'll, I mean, maybe, maybe next year when the cap goes up and it doesn't seem like it takes as much of a bite out of the right overall cap for them, but I don't know. And like those, those goalie contracts, they just they, they, they don't age well. Yeah, you have no. you have a supercar, you have a muscle car in net, but you have bald tires because you can't afford the good ones. Exactly. Like I, I always look at kind of like the goaltending situation in the NHL now. It's what's going on in the NFL with running backs. You know, goaltenders yeah. aren't going to get that top money anymore. So, yeah. you know, he and, cashed out when he could, and you know that's yeah, good for him. Yeah, um, good for and, him. And 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 that, and and the backup for all you Avalanche fans, Michelle Hansen. <laughs> I was going to ask you guys uh, about that. So, yeah, go ahead. Tell my tell my listeners how you feel about him, real quick. He's a goalie. He's good enough to bring He's back a goalie. Twice. That's good. That's <laughs> good enough. Well, yeah. Listen, to Kyle. Say that again, Kyle. Say that again. He was good enough to bring back twice. Uh, was twice <laughs> or three times? I think they brought him back three times. It's, it could have been four for all. Like they just keep bringing him back. We just don't want to deactivate his card to get into Ball Arena. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I mean, I he. He'll give you a good game, but follow it up with a dud. So he, he really shouldn't be following it up because he's your backup. And you have, I can't imagine, you know, he'd go on a run where he'd, you know, give Vasilevsky a break for five straight games. That ain't going to happen. But um, it, you never know. He will give up a goal early. 
mark it down every single time within the first two minutes of a game, he will give up a goal. And sometimes that's okay because then he settles down and he starts playing a little bit better. Um, Everybody gets he, just one. He could give up eight. He could shut the team out. It's that up and down with Johansson. So, yeah. Um, why don't we wrap it up with just what what is – I mean, we talked a lot about – all these off season or this off season for the lightning and, you know, kind of struggles just to sign guys and, and stay cap compliant with all of that, when all it's said and done, when they do get cap compliant and they have their roster, what's the expectation? Is it still, we are competing for the Stanley cup or is it, well, I should say for the lightning, it seems like it's, let's just get to the playoffs and then we, that we can do whatever we do in the playoffs. Is that still what it is? I think that's what it is. I think the fan base, uh, including myself, you know, I, I just think I'm still in the mindset. Let's just get in. And then I think that we could cause a lot of chaos. Yeah. Now the, the big issue is getting there. Obviously. Um, I actually put up a bold tweet last week um, in, in one of my rage field filled moments about this team as I was gazing over the roster. <laughs> and I said that this team would will be lucky if they get to 85 points this year. Really? And it's because if you look, like I said, the the third line, that is a big issue. I just don't want to have another situation where we have a revolving door on the back end. I would like to at least like some a two-man rotation to be out there um with Radish and Dahan, um, if not both, because I don't firmly believe Nick Perbix will be on the first line at the end of the season. He had a good year last year, but I don't think he's a first line guy. I would preferably like to see, and and who knows what Victor Hedman we're getting this year. Hmm. Last year was very alarming for a lot of people to see him play the way he did. Um, But the silver lining was Mikhail Sergachev and Eric Chernak really, really matured into two very good all-around defensemen, especially Mikhail Sergachev. Um, but even looking at this team offensively, their fourth line, um, you don't know what you're going to get. You know, they really what it comes down to it is that you're going to need more scoring and guys are going to get hurt. And guys who are prone to injury, like the Anthony Sorelli's, who we missed pretty much half a season of last year, um, that was very concerning, you know, missing one guy like that and a guy who can and get injured. Braden Point, another one. You know, there's a lot of guys on this team that do get injured. Steven Stamkos kind of looked old at the end of last year. Hmm. And you look at who's waiting on the wings for this Tampa Bay Lightning team, especially now that Ross Colton's gone, Alex Kalorn's gone. Who's going to help save you when one of your big guns goes down for possibly four to six weeks? Or, knock on wood, the entire season. L-I-T-R. You know, <laughs> yeah. so it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you look at the rest of the, the Atlantic division, everybody got better. The Red Wings yeah. are scary now. Yeah. And Sabres, all they need is consistent goaltending. Chris, you and I talked about mm-hmm. this every week on the rankings. All they needed was goaltending. Yeah. The Boston Bruins, they don't have Taylor Hall anymore, but that doesn't mean they're still not as scary. And then, of course, like we previously mentioned, the Panthers. Um yeah. I fully expect them to come out of the gates running. So it's a scary division. And everybody got better. The Lightning got slightly better. They got very young, 
which is good, but they only got slightly better. And mm -hmm. that's the thing that concerns me most. Well, they're definitely in a position they haven't been in in a while. So yeah. it, it's going to be an interesting season for them for sure. But uh, they've been through it before. So if a team can power through something, but you're, there, there we go. There you are. There <laughs> we go. All right. Uh, I don't know what you heard, but all I said was it, 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 you can only rely on the past for, for so long. It just doesn't automatically mean that you're just going to, you know, people are just going to roll over for you. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. We'll see where it goes for late this year. It's going to be it's going to be entertaining. So um, let's wrap it up there. That's where we will uh, end this wonderful crossover that we always have with with, with Mr. Adam Denker from Locked On Lightning. I'm going to end you with this, Denky, because I don't know if you've seen this, uh, but before I do this, uh, I do I do I just got to say to everybody, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. And he is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom. And he is Mr. Adam Denker. I am Chris Maselli. And Denky, I don't know if you've seen this. This is what the ring looks like uh, that Ooh. that was given to the Avalanche for the. Uh, for the you're, you're not looking, Adam. You need to look. I'm looking straight, straight at there. the camera. Look right there. Right there. That's what it looked like for the yeah. uh, the Stanley Cup ring. It's great. That they beat the Tampa Bay Lightning. Phenomenal. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to end with that. Denker is not happy. He's not happy with it. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you next week. Enjoy the weekend. Stand the Cup champions. Very, very <laughs> rich content. <laughs> go, Abs, go.